Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about reverse outlines. What are they? Yes, what are they? And how do you use them effectively, I guess? Yeah, you kind of described what it was to me before this because I had never heard the term used mm -hmm. before. But you do do it. Yeah, you say it's when you do a draft first and then you outline, which mm -hmm. I... I yeah, no, it's I have done it a couple times and uh, I did them a couple times because like I uh, build my books around the music I listen to. So I've kind of already got the outline in my head playing with like a playlist or like the music and then like I just draft it. And then at that point, I'm like, wow, this is really messy. Now I have to outline it, which I guess is a lot of fun, especially if you're not a person who is a big uh, plotter, mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah, I think yeah. this does help pantsers a little more or people who do like kind of you know that vague lamppost thing where they've got a few bullet points and then kind of meander and do some sort of zero draft or rough first draft because i do this and that's where like yeah i zero draft which is super messy and there's like missing sections that are like notes to myself and then I build the outline from that mm -hmm. and the outline's kind of messy too um, but then that's when I do the index cards and the scene cards and start like breaking down the plot structure. And this is where small plug plotter has become very helpful because <laughs> that's the thing is even if you're a pantser, you can like do the plot after. Yeah. And that's what yep. that is. Yep. Do you still do this? Mm -hmm. I mean, because this next book you're working on, didn't you outline it first or did you jump into the draft? I did outline it first. Um, however, I have not drafted it yet. And I have a sneaking suspicion that my draft is going to go way off course at some point. And then I'll have to do a new reverse outline from whatever that zero draft ends up being because Fair. I have never done like a full outline. I tried it once and it didn't work. I got like a third of the way through it and that project just was not working. But yeah, I will probably get halfway through and then my characters will take a left turn and then I'll have to like redraft because that's that's how my zero drafts usually go. Yeah. But I had to outline it because I had to submit a synopsis. <laughs> right, yeah. As part of my proposal package. Right, yeah. I don't know if this counts as reverse outlining, but I really liked what I did. Oh, I can't remember if it was it was a little bit this book and a little bit the book that I'm working on next. I decided that I wanted to try something similar to sort of get my feet off the ground. And so I didn't outline anything. And then I just did one page chapters. And like, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, like I did 500 words for each chapter and just like, it, it kind of helped me see the like character relations a bit better than an outline would, mm -hmm. but it also let me kind of sink into the story a little bit. Um, and I really liked that. It really put the whole book in per perspective for me really fast because I feel like outlines, I love outlines. I always outline, but I always have a difficult uh, time with them because my characters, I'll get to a certain point in the outline and my character will be like, I don't want to do that. 
And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, well, because that's not who I am. And I'm like, you could have fucking told me that during the outline. And they're like, yeah, but I didn't have space for it because it's an outline. And it's incredibly clinical. That's my problem. Yeah, it's like, it's so clinical. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, well, shit. Well, here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why when I say my characters take a left turn, that's exactly what happens. As I get to like a major decision in my outline and I'm going to be like, character x betrays character y and then i get there and character x is like i'm not that kind of person and i'm like damn it great (laughs) well what are we gonna do now thanks character x fuck you character i i also like want to recommend this way of writing to someone who's a serious outliner because in my opinion people who are serious outliners take way fucking too long to outline something i've seen serious outliners sit there and like spend months outlining and I'm like what are you doing just write write something so like I like want to be like just just do it just vomit a draft out like really quick and then your outline will go faster right at least that's how I Mm -hmm. feel um but everybody's different yeah um I do think I think your your outlining and those like months either come before or after because and I, I'll admit I also get frustrated sometimes, even though it's like okay I know everybody is different, but there's a part of you that's just <laughs> like just read the book, right? But yeah, I think because I'll like do a vomit draft and then do the reverse outline and then do my index cards and figure out like re-outline it and then redraft it, but then I'll spend months doing like four revisions. <laughs> but that's okay. Like mm-hmm. you're still. I I guess your book is still moving forward. Yeah, I guess what I was saying was the outliners front load that and then may do less revisions. So like the whole book might take as long. I just don't know about that because <laughs> I front loaded the shit out of my current project with outlining and I am just like, oh my God, I am so lost. I feel like I'm, I'm dragging ass. Like, and I really outlined the shit out of this book and I had to because I had to know what research I needed to do and get those books ordered, start reading them and like get into it. And for that, I really do like that. I did the outline first um, because I did learn a lot, but as I learned (laughs) (laughs) the storyline kept changing, I was like, I'm doing a lot of research and it is changing the course of this entire book. I spent months reading and outlining and reading and outlining because I just couldn't get the book to work in the century that I wanted it to work in with the characters I wanted with what they were doing. And, you know, after all that was said and done, I went out and I just did the the thing that I mentioned where I, I laid out 10 chapters for myself and wrote a thousand words for each chapter. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I spent six months outlining and researching and outlining and researching and then I got to the end of it and I'm just like oh my god this has all been like you know I know it's part of the writer's journey you know figuring out what's gonna work what's not gonna work but I was pissed (laughs) and I had to tell my agent like I'm so sorry like I had no idea that the book was gonna go this direction I had no idea yeah I just think that if if you are a pantser or even a like semi-pantser doing the verse outline can really help when you start to approach the revision process just because it condenses everything so that the the it's less intimidating because you're not looking at like the whole book and going ah i have to change everything you're looking at this like 
little list of bullet points and you can do it either as bullet points or do it like a synopsis or however works best for you to read it but putting in like a little version makes you go okay and for me i like bullet point lists because then i can like a move them around yeah and b it's like i feel like i feel like i could cross them out as i go and I don't know why that helps, but it does because it's just like, haha! I have figured out what I'm doing with this chapter now. Yep, yep. It's I feel like every book is different too. Mm -hmm. Like so, yeah. But I, I see what you I I see both sides. You know, I I do, and I think that, and we're gonna talk about this in another one we're about to record. Mm -hmm. But I think that I've learned a lot about how my process looks. Yeah. Just in regards to like what kind of draft I'm doing, but that's for a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> And I will say, maybe I'll talk about real quick, we've got a few minutes left about like how I build the reverse outline. And then like a little bit about how I break it down once I make it. Yeah. Because the way I build it is I start off by writing one sentence per scene. And then I go through and if I, here's, here's where the reverse outline can help. Because you look through it and you're like, can I delete that sentence? And then that's when you go, can I delete that scene? <laughs> nice. I like that. But yeah, I do one sentence per scene and then I go through and I kind of like, that's when I can see which scenes are doing stuff and which ones aren't doing stuff. And if I have problems fitting it into a sentence, I know that's probably actually an effective scene because it's doing the thing that we talk about where it's doing more than one thing. And then I go through and I love color coding. So I like color code them by whatever I'm working on. So if I'm going this, this book has like, I think it's got weak character arcs, I'll highlight, you know, different colors for different character arcs or different like moments or whatever. Or if I'm like, this book has great character arcs, but the plot is all over the place, then I'll start like highlighting whatever I want to work on in the plot. Mm -hmm. So and that's going to be individual for each person. But that's yeah. kind of how I break mine down and build it. And then once I kind of get that picture is when I take each of those bullet points or sentences and put one on an index card. And that's when I lay them out on the floor and I kind of start shuffling to like rearrange the plot structure because sometimes I'll have like a long section where I'm like, we're doing a lot of subplots and we don't have a lot of main plot going on. And so that's when I take an index card and I just yoink and put it. <laughs> and then I kind of figure out if I can make that work. And the thing about doing that with index cards instead of like your Scrivener file is that you can look at it and go, I have completely fucked this up. We're just going to pretend I didn't <laughs> do that. Let's try it again. <laughs> I want to riff on that by saying the way that I did it my first time, mm -hmm. I think semi-successfully, um, was for a NaNoWriMo. I told myself, I do not get to outline anything. I'm going in dry. I have a, a log line that I want to stick to, and I'm going to write the book. I'm just going to sit and write the book. And so I just sat there. I had no idea where I was going, and I just <laughs> let the book write itself. And the way I couldn't do all the highlighting and mm -hmm. stuff, that was too much for me to wrap my head around. I just wanted to sink into this yeah. draft. So what I did instead was, as I was writing... Um, if I wrote something that didn't seem to make sense with the rest of the book or didn't make sense with the log line or whatever, I had another document open. And every time I had a question for myself, I just write the question oh. down. Here's chapter one's question. So like I'd start writing and I'd be like, okay, have you considered why this, this culture is living in this desert? Um, why are they eating glass? Like, why are they like, why? Like, and I just like started like 
just building a list of questions. And then after I had finished the first draft of that book, there's specifically one chapter where this horse starts talking in its head because I didn't want to stay in this character's perspective anymore. So I started doing the horse's perspective and the horse hated everything. <laughs> and I started asking my questions about why the horse hated everything. And then when I was done with that draft, I, I looked at my questions list and I just started sort of answering them. And I found that as I answered the questions, I was able to move around the draft and start to build the outline out of the questions, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, I never got a chance to finish that project because I did start working on something else. But like it, I'm excited to go back to it because I know that I have that list of mm -hmm. questions that I was slowly building into an outline. And that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a, a good way to break things up. I was having a really bad year that year and I needed something to just snap me out of it. Yeah. And that was a really good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think especially if you get overwhelmed in the revision process, a reverse outline can be either however you build it, <laughs> whether it's questions or bullet points or like a synopsis or whatever can help those revisions feel less intimidating. Yes. Yes, I agree. So do you have any final thoughts? I think... No. <laughs> this one was a pretty simple one. I don't have a lot. Yeah, you know, like I don't do this a lot. So mm -hmm. like if somebody did need tips on it, I'm not the best person to come for it. What I say is like, you know, write from a different, write using different techniques. Yeah. It, especially if you have writer's block, stir things up. Try this one instead. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.